You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi, you're listening to episode 58 of the Blended Family Podcast. You might notice today that my voice is a bit off. Both Sean and I ended up getting sick and we're having a hard time getting well. I think the stress of our son's accident and lack of sleep caught up to us. So I apologize for my froggy voice today. I waited until the last minute to record this. It sounded much worse actually. But I didn't want to avoid putting out an episode because I had already planned on not putting out one next week for the holiday. I've got my babies here all week and they leave on Christmas Eve and we'll be working every day as it is and I'd like to spend some time with them this week. We're happy to have our son here with us too. As you know, he was in that accident a couple of weeks ago and he is doing amazingly well, so well that he doesn't understand the need to rest. In the next week or so, he goes back for another scan to check the swelling in the brain. So I will update you on that as it happens. So on to today's show. The topic today is stop arguing with your kids. I'm guessing you all will benefit from the information in this episode. One night, a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to Sean have an argument with one of the girls, and it made me think that this would be a really good topic for the show. And I myself have had countless arguments with the kids, and I think many of you can relate. It's one of those things that comes with parenting. And it can start young, but it definitely gets worse when they approach the teenage years. One of my daughters in particular, well, she can sit and argue for hours, and I used to do it with her, but I've learned a new way, and life has gotten easier since. So why is it that children are great at arguing? Well, they're trying to establish their independence, and they want to use their power. It's actually a very normal thing for them to do. They aren't trying to get under your skin or be difficult. They just want some control. Children aren't always very much in control over their lives. They have to answer to us on pretty much everything they do or have. So when you look at it that way, it should help you understand a little bit about where they're coming from. And the problem is, is that everyone wants to win. In my view, arguments are never solved when someone wants to win. But that's an adult point of view. We can't expect the kids to have a mature viewpoint on that. They are going to want to win. They want their way. But if you haven't noticed already from your own experience, you never really win with kids. They are relentless. They can argue forever. They don't get tired. They don't feel bad. They don't care if they hurt your feelings. They'll stop at nothing to get what they want. And that's what most arguments are about with kids. Usually they want to have or do something, or they argue about a consequence that we enforce when they do something wrong. You need to keep in mind that you're arguing with someone who is not sane, especially if we're talking about a teenager. They aren't rational. Would you argue with an insane person? No. And that's what arguing with a child is. One of the most important things you need to do is figure out what the argument is really about, 
and think of the best way to solve it. Of course, some arguments are clear from the start. Like if the child wants to go to a party and you say no, well, that's what it's about. But not all arguments are like that. Did you ever notice that some kids like to argue just for the sake of arguing? And you'll know this because in this case, no matter what you say or how many times you logically solve their problem, they find something else to complain or argue about. And when this happens, you will drive yourself crazy trying to reach a solution that is never going to come, at least not right now. So figure out what they are really upset about. Is it that they feel they have no freedom? Maybe they don't feel like something is fair. Maybe they're in a really bad mood and they just want to be miserable. That argument I was telling you about with Sean and one of the girls, that was exactly what was happening. She was in a really bad mood and she was bringing up several things that were making her upset. And every time he came up with a solution, she would bring up another problem. She was in a bad mood and she just wanted to stay unhappy. She didn't want to feel better at that time. Has that ever happened to you with your kids? So you need to figure out what they are upset about in that moment. Think of it through their eyes, not yours. You may forget what it's like to be young and not have things go your way, but try to understand what they're feeling like. As far as solving the problem, well, sometimes and most of the time, there really isn't a solution or there's not a solution that they will like. But how can you best diffuse the situation What can you say or do to calm the child down? A lot of that is making sure the child feels understood. As a parent, we want to say things like, because I said so, and I'm the parent, so I make the rules. My kids hate when I use expressions like that, and they really don't like it if I say, well, I'm an adult. Remember, in their mind, they feel like adults. They feel capable of making their own decisions even though we know they can't. It's far better to say things like, I understand that it doesn't seem fair, but I'm not allowing you to do this because it's not safe. Or, I understand that you don't like that punishment, but you broke the rules and there has to be consequences. So you're validating their feelings, but explaining why things are the way they are at the same time. And I have some tips for you when it comes to arguing with your children The first tip is don't argue back. It's what they want you to do. They want you to engage. If you argue back, they will think they're getting somewhere and they'll push back even harder. And this was my mistake back in the day with my daughter. And all it did was frustrate me and tire me out. She never got tired. So don't do it. Stay calm. You can walk away if you have to or be silent. And when I say don't argue back, I mean... Go ahead and have a discussion, but don't raise your voice or get argumentative. As soon as it escalates, tell your child you can discuss the matter later when you both calm down. Tip number two, learn to walk away or hang up the phone. This kind of goes with the last tip. If you notice you're not getting anywhere, you need to learn to just end it. Tell your child, I love you, but I see that we're not reaching a resolution. Let's talk about it later when we both calm down. Or even something like, I've made my final decision and it's no longer up for discussion. Like I said, they can go on for hours. And if you don't learn to end things, 
you will waste a lot of time. Tip number three, provide choices to your kids. A lot of their arguments are about them feeling like they don't have options. Whenever you can, give them these options, whether before or after an argument. So let's say you're discussing chores. Tell them they can either vacuum or fold the laundry. Or if it's about homework, you can give them the option of completing it before or after dinner. Kids love to make their own decisions, and this will make them feel better. Now, if it's after the argument, it may be something regarding punishment. You can involve them with this by saying something like, what do you think a fair punishment would be for this? And I know that sounds crazy, but you'd be surprised that some kids are quite fair when it comes to their own punishments. Or you can give them a choice about their punishment by saying, if you don't pick up your clothes, you will be washing your own laundry. Or if you continue to argue with me, I will be sending you to your room for an hour. When children hear a request as a direct order, they'll be less likely to want to do it. So give them some choices. Tip number four, encourage communication. I always tell my kids I will listen if they speak calmly to me. I'm not going to sit and listen to them raise their voice or yell, and I'm definitely not going to listen to whining about things not being fair. If they can explain something to me rationally and give me a debate that makes sense, I will listen. They may still not get what they want, but I will hear them out and make a reasonable decision and I won't get upset. You want your children to be able to come and talk to you. Your children want to feel heard. Even if you don't agree, you can listen to them. Teach them the proper way to have a debate or discussion and praise them when they speak calmly and point out the reason you're listening is because of the way that they're acting. And you could start this when they're young and it'll help as they become teenagers. Tip number five, model good behavior yourself. If you stamp your feet and yell, that's what they're going to do. They watch everything that we do. So model the behavior you want them to copy. No matter how heated they get, you need to stay calm and eventually they'll learn. Plus, it's not fun to argue with someone who stays calm. They won't get any satisfaction out of it, so they'll stop. Tip number six, set boundaries and stick with it. You need to let them know what is expected of them every time. That way, when an argument arises, they already know what you're going to do and they already know what will happen if they argue with you. And you have to be consistent for this to work. Every time, have the same reaction or action and they'll learn Always be clear about the results so they can't work any angle. Tip number seven, learn how to compromise. Every argument may not have a compromise, but when you find one, implement it. It just helps a child to feel as if they're getting something too. So maybe you won't allow them to attend a party, but you can suggest they have a friend spend the night. And this isn't about you losing or them winning. It just helps keep everyone happy. And it tells your child that even though they can't have exactly what they want, their parent is trying to please them in some other way, which essentially tells them you understand why they're upset. So you're just validating their feelings. Tip number eight, only discuss the issue at hand. 
Arguments can easily turn into heated debates over issues that happened last week or last year. Don't use this as an opportunity to rehash old discussions or things they did wrong in the past. That will only make things worse. Stick to talking about what is going on right now. Tip number nine, let your child walk away. If you can walk away, so can your child. Don't be offended. You'd rather them learn this tool rather than behaving in the wrong way. If they're getting heated and they can't calm down, help them learn to recognize that this is a good time for them to remove themselves until they do calm down. Of course, you can establish that running away and slamming the door is unacceptable behavior. Teach them to say, mom or dad, I'm going in my room for a while because I'm really upset and you need to learn to allow them the space to do this. It's a mature thing for them to learn. So when they do it, praise them for it and agree to discuss the issue later on. And the last tip, number 10, learn how to recover from the argument. Learning how not to hold a grudge is a skill that many adults don't have. It's important to teach our children that even though we argue or have a disagreement, that we still love one another and we can move on from it. That means when it's over, it's over. If you and your child have an argument and let's say you reach a conclusion, you don't need to carry it on later. There have been so many times my daughter and I have gotten into it and I've sent her to her room saying, you can stay in there until you can come out and be reasonable. And she may have gone in there for an hour and came out in a different mood. There's no reason for me to even bring it up to her then by saying, are you in a better mood now? No, I just smile and at her when she joins us and I ask her if she wants something to eat. And it shows her that no matter what, I love her. If you do feel the need to bring it up, just say, I love you and I'm sorry that we argued. Children need that reassurance. And you may be angry at their behavior, but you need to be the adult and learn to let it go so that they learn how to be a proper adult. So those are my 10 tips when it comes to arguing with your child. So I'll repeat those for you right now. Number one, don't argue back. Number two, learn to walk away. Number three, provide choices. Number four, encourage communication. Number five, model good behavior. Number six, set boundaries. Number seven, learn to compromise. Number eight, only discuss the issue at hand. Number nine, let your child walk away. Number 10, learn how to recover from the argument. Next time you find yourself in a heated debate with your child, maybe this will help you. I know I try to implement these as much as I can. And with four teenage children in my house, there are lots of disagreements. Do you have a tip you'd like to share with us on how you stop arguing with your kids? Maybe something I missed? Let us know in either the Facebook group at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group, or you can comment on the show notes. Also, ideas for future show topics or questions for me can be emailed to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. As I said, there will be no show next week. I'm going to use the week to spend time with my family as much as possible for the holiday. Make sure you subscribe to the show if you haven't already. It ensures that you won't miss an episode and it will just show up on whatever app you listen on.
And we will resume on January 4th, which is my birthday. I hope you all have a wonderful holiday if you celebrate and a very, very happy new year. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.